0: Hey, it's Alison Katskowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So, it is the very end of May, and this past weekend was the Memorial Day weekend, which traditionally is the kickoff to the summer season. And depending on where you are and what state you're living in or wherever you're listening from, uh, you may still be under some type of lockdown, depending on where you live is handling restrictions for the coronavirus pandemic. So I just felt really inspired today to talk to you about something a little different. And over the last couple months, I've been trying to limit my, not limit, but try to bring you topics and guests and information that I think are particularly helpful for calming anxiety, for helping to give you some structure, maybe even a a way you could approach stress management right now. Because I feel like because of the state of the world there's so much uncertainty and none of us really know what's actually going to be on the other side of this in the next month or two or even three months and granted even under the best of circumstances sometimes we still don't know what's coming but I think right now that is especially true and so I felt like I felt like bringing you relevant information that I think could help give you some perspective more than anything would be most helpful and would serve you in the best way. And so I got really inspired this weekend. I was reading one of my devotionals, and the name of it was How to Come to Your Senses. And it really got me thinking about how this relates to self-care. And because self-care is so unique, everybody's journey is A little bit different and everybody's journey is ongoing. It's not one of those things that you feel like you've found what works for you and therefore you're never going to change it or alter it or do anything to make it different. It's one of those things that is ongoing because as we change and our lives change and as we go through events, whatever they are, what we'll find is the self care that we do for us that works for us evolves with that. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind as I talk to you a little bit today about how coming to your senses is a way of allowing you to use your senses with respect to your self-care. So so before I get into all of that, I just want to preface what I'm going to suggest, what I'm going to talk to you about in the sense of when we say come to your senses, thank goodness I came to my senses or something along those lines. I think what comes to our mind first is using our rational mind, you know, the mind the part of our mind that in one area keeps us safe, which, you know, you've heard me tell you this before, is, is not the part of your brain that helps you make rational decisions. That's the part, that's your lower brain, which actually helps to keep you safe. That's its primary job. And when we say that, thank goodness somebody's come to their senses, what we mean is, is that they are actually using their rational mind more. And I think that's really appropriate now because there's so much about what is happening that we don't consider to be rational. And therefore we find ourselves making decisions that don't always serve us in the best way. But when we talk about coming to our senses, we're actually talking about how to use our bodies and how to use the feedback that our bodies give us in order to help serve us at a much higher level. So rather than rather than using it from a standpoint of using common sense, because I think we all know that what seems crystal clear to us may not be crystal clear to somebody else. And like a colleague of mine says, common sense isn't always common practice for a lot of people. There may be something that is just so blatantly obvious to you that seems like the right thing to do and that under no circumstances would you not do it. But to somebody else, it may not quite be that obvious. So I think it's really important keep that in mind about what makes your self-care journey and your self-care practice so unique to you and so my question to you today is is that do we have to just use a few senses or can we use all of them and you're probably thinking of the ones that are most logical you know the five you know senses that we are that are referred to quite a bit in the health and exercise and science field Um, but there's actually more senses than that, that we can use when it comes to comes to our self care, which I'll talk to you about in just a little bit. So the ironic thing is, is that when we say somebody has quote unquote lost their mind, they're not using their senses because what we say is, thank goodness I came to my senses. Thank goodness I'm using my mind, i.e. is what you're really saying. And because of the fact that you, we, We get so hung up in what we're thinking so much, whether it's the negative self-talk, whether it's, you know, we think our mind is literally telling us not to do something that's good for us, or maybe we find our mind going to a spot and into a rabbit hole, so to speak, where we're thinking and doing things that don't always serve us. And that's where I think we have to be really reminded that sometimes our mind is not our friend, that our mind is going to want to take us somewhere that maybe isn't necessarily good for us. And so sometimes we need to stop thinking and actually use our senses more so that we can come to a place of service to ourselves. And this is where we really have to let our bodies give us information and let our body, let our bodies really tell us where we are. And I really think before before COVID-19 really happened to the full degree that everyone in the world is dealing with it in some way. I think before that we were likely to override what our body was always telling us. So for example, if you know, your body's telling you you're really tired or you're stressed, or maybe there's a place in your body that's really hurting Or maybe something doesn't feel right. And I think our first inclination is to, quote unquote, push through it. And you've heard me talk here before about the fact in the American society that working a 12 and 14 hour day is almost seen as a badge of honor. Like it's a good thing. And I just speak from experience because there were many years when that's what I did. You know, we'd sort of feel like we get really good at what we do often. And when we start seeing results, we want to continue to do that. But not all results actually serve us in the best way and in the highest way. So that's where it's really important that we have to let our bodies dictate to us the information that we actually can use to help serve us. Okay. And that's really outside of what our mind is telling us sometimes. So the main senses that come to our mind most likely are sense of touch, sense of sight, sense of hearing, uh, touching, smelling, all of that. These are the most obvious And taste, of course. And these are the most obvious senses. But think about it from this standpoint. What if I told you there were additional senses that you could actually employ to give yourself valuable information with respect to your self-care? For example, those could include balance, um, intuition, memory, space, and even pain. And so we'll talk about those um, as well. And I'll give you some some suggestions and some information based on not just my devotional, but based on some other reading that I've been doing over the last over really this holiday weekend uh, when it comes to comes to using the actual senses, And these are some of the things that we do on our retreats. Um, and you've heard me talk about. Uh, the destination fitness retreats that, that we do. And of course, you know, they're on hold right now with everything that's going on, but, but we are going to be heading down to the Keys in August. The Keys are going to be opening up to visitors on June 1st. So we're super excited to be able to do that. And I'll give you some information on that a little bit later in the show. So if that's something that interests you, I want you to make sure that you have all your facts. Okay. So what does your self-care look like Uh, when you show up for all of the senses, not just the five main senses, but the other senses that I gave you and some examples. So let's spend a little time going through those right now. And what I'll do, or what my intention is, is to share with you some some tips and strategies and specific things that can go with each of these with respect to how you view your self-care. And I would love to hear from you on any of these that you think may or may not work for you. Please feel free to always reach out to me either through my private Facebook community, which I would love for you to become a member of if you're not already, um, or you can reach out to me via my website, or you can even write me an email too, and I'll give you all of that information at the end of the show. So let's talk about the, the, probably the main sense is the one that comes to your mind first. Uh, the sense of sight is probably the first one that people mention because we most people are visual learners. So from that standpoint, this is where spending time in nature can be so important. What is it that you see that really speaks to you and this is where when we're so connected to our devices we're so connected to whether it's what social media platform you're on or you're checking messages or or whatever and with so many of us working from home I really think that's the case right now where we're we're literally glued to what I mean what we see is what we're glued to is my point point. and so what I want to encourage you to do is to try to get away from that especially now that we're getting into the summer months Um, And what is it that you see that you are really drawn to? And what does that tell you? Because when we stop and sit with our thoughts for a minute with respect to seeing something that really draws us in, that may be an opportunity to really give us some valuable information about how to look after us. The sense of smell is another one. Um, And this is where aromatherapy has become increasingly popular. It's always been popular, but I really feel like over the last couple years, it's really become a lot more popular. And we tend to think of essential oils or, you know, maybe there's a favorite scent that you like to diffuse or maybe there's a certain, you know, smell that you like to have going in your house. Maybe it just, it takes you to a happy spot, you know, of some kind. And these types of things, aromatherapy in particular can not only help with illness, but it can actually help with anxiety and depression too. And again, this is where, You know, deep breathing can be really helpful. There are just certain scents, there are certain smells that lend themselves to be able to do that much better, like lavender, for example. Or, again, being outside in nature first thing in the morning. You know, the deep breathing literally can have a relaxing effect on us. And some scents can actually help take you, literally take you to a different spot in your mind, which can help disconnect you from if you're having, you know, any problems in your personal life or your professional life, maybe just being transformed to another place for even just a short period of time can help. So taste. Um, so what flavors actually help you change your mood and or your energy levels? And you've heard me talk a lot about energy eating. That's one of the, one of the pillars in our self-care and fitness approach that we teach. And a lot of that is just comes down to daily choices that we make. And I think if we're looking for something that gives us quick energy or something that gives us a certain feeling that may or may or may not most often not be something that really is helpful to us, like having a drink, for example, or several drinks or habitual snacking, reaching for things that are high in sugar, processed snack foods and things of that nature. So what flavors for you Flavors. Notice that I said that change your could change, potentially change your mood and change your energy. And several months ago, I had a colleague was a guest on my show, Kate Siano, and we talked about the three M's mindfulness, meditation, and mastery. And so one of the things that she talked about with being mindful was, is literally allowing yourself to be present in the moment. And when we eat, this is really, really, really true. Because so much of the time we want to eat in such a hurry, get it done, move on with the rest of our day. So I would really encourage you to try to use that, especially if there's certain foods that you really enjoy because eating should be enjoyed. So let's go on to the other The other um, senses that I mentioned, like balance, for example. So with respect to self-care, when it comes to balance, what can you actually even out in your routine from something that you do all the time? And I'll give you an example. For me, for a lot of years, it was the really hard, challenging workouts, the weight training, the high intensity interval training, all the things I did as a group fitness instructor and all the things that I did in my personal workouts and one of the things I've done over the last couple of years more is introduce more yoga which totally balances out the other things that I was doing now does it mean that I've stopped doing those things no but it does mean that I have a lot more balance and it helps you know even not just even out what I'm actually getting but it actually allows me to practice more restorative self-care which was something that I really needed Um, So what is it that you can do that can help balance out your routine? If you're consistently doing a certain something all the time, what could you do that would help balance that out? And for a lot of us, it's doing something that really makes us uncomfortable. It might be something that we really resist. We might say, well, I'm not very good at that, so I don't want to do it. And I think we all know that what we resist the most is probably what we need the most. So think about that one for a minute. Think about what might work for you in that in that area. Intuition. Now, when it comes to intuition, this really requires us to just lean in a little bit and ask ourselves, what is this experience trying to teach me? Because things that repeatedly come up in our lives are always opportunities for growth and advancement. And if something is repeatedly coming up in your life, then odds are that's a message for, for you to that there's a lesson to be learned. If something repeatedly keeps happening in your life, then there's something that it's the universe's way of trying to suggest that, hey, maybe you need to take a deeper look at this. So what comes to my mind when I hear the word intuition is what is your gut telling you? Now, our first instinct might be, well, I need to go fix that. I need to make sure that all that's okay. I need to make sure that, that this is taken care of for this person or that person. But what is your gut telling you? You know, your gut might be telling you that that might be your first reaction, but is that really the right reaction for you? When it comes to memory, it's important to identify if there are certain memories that you have that are indicative of what you want. And I think so many of us tend to either fast forward to the future or we think about something that's happened in the past, which takes us out of the present. And even though memories aren't really made in the present, I think what we have to remember when we find ourselves constantly going to those spaces is we need to ask ourselves, how does this help us in the moment? How does this help advance us in the moment? What does this do that can serve us in the moment? These are all things that we need to ask ourselves. The other piece of that is, is Is this helping you make a decision from where you want to be? Which you've this is something else you've heard me talk about quite a bit is, how we manifest the things that we want are not simply making decisions from where we are right now. Cause for so many of us, if we're working on a goal, then we obviously haven't gotten there yet. But if we, we are committed in our beliefs that we are going to get there, then it's done. And we can then make decisions from that spot rather than where we are now. This is how, why so many people get so stuck. They start on something, they don't see the results they think they should have and they quit and we have to continually keep making choices from where we want to be. That's how we move the needle. That's how we move the goalpost for us, okay? Space. This is probably a concept that, that one one of the reasons why I like doing retreats is why, is really what comes down to for this for me is time away. It's having a break from your life. It's being able to disconnect. And for so many of, of us, when we take a vacation, that's what we're doing, or that's what we tell ourselves we're doing. And then, depending on what you do on your vacation, you might eat out all the time, maybe you go to bars a lot, maybe there are other things that you do, and you get home and you're exhausted. So, you really haven't had a vacation. So, having some space for yourself, you know, in some form of disconnection from your current life or a way for you to get away can really give you more, not just peace of mind, but literally room to think, literally room to help, um, work things out in your head. And this is how we get what I like to call the divine downloads, the, the ideas, the information, the things that the ideas and things that can help move us forward. We only get those when we give our, give ourselves space. One of the things that I've been able to do for the last couple of years in my schedule is I have at least one day a week where I don't see any clients, I don't really have any commitments. If I do, they're very well spaced out because I have a pretty big chunk of time that I devote just for this purpose. And it's not that I, you know, it's not that I'm just taking the day off, but I'm using it for strategy. I'm using it for, for, you know, writing, for journaling, for coming up with ideas, for all of the planning, a lot of the planning that I do. And you need to give yourself space in your life somewhere to do that. And the last one that I'll mention is pain. And it's not because it's the least pleasant topic to talk about. I don't think any of us really want to talk about things that are painful. But I want, to, I want to give you a thought when it comes to this. You know, pain is part of life. Pain is always going to happen somewhere. There are always going to be things that happen in our lives that we don't like, that don't make us feel very good. And it might show up in the form of somebody doing something hurtful to you. Um, maybe something happens in your life that really upsets you. Maybe you are displaced from a job or maybe something happens, you know, someone, you know, has an accident or whatever. These are all things that are just part of life and pain is part of life. But the flip side to that is, is that suffering is optional. And so suffering is optional. And what do I mean by that? I mean that the, if we want to change the outcome that we want for ourselves, if we, if we want our self care to be more positive and productive for us, then Learning to change the way we think when it comes to painful circumstances can actually help us move through those emotions a lot faster. So really what I'm saying is, is that I don't want to tell you not to allow yourself to feel something that's painful because that's really important for growth. But it's our choice whether or not we want to stay there is what I'm saying, is that we can simply learn to change the way we think. And when we change our thoughts, we change the outcome and we change our results. Sometimes things happen that we have no control over, things that we don't see coming, for example, and sometimes those things can be really painful depending on what they are. And so what I'm saying is, is allow yourself to process that, but don't allow yourself to stay there very long because that's not serving you. That can keep you stagnant. It can keep you in a place where you don't feel like you're moving forward. It can keep you away from doing the things that bring you joy, the things that can potentially help you grow and to help you step into a much better version of yourself. And so those are the thoughts I had for you on using your senses, to better form your self care strategies that work for you. And I would really encourage you to do some soul searching with this and allow yourself to think about how you can make the senses actually work for you. Um, Because every challenge always presents an opportunity, even now, even when you think you have no other option, there's always an option if you're willing to look for it. And if you believe that there that one is there for you. I always enjoy being with you all here on Tuesday. This is, I love doing this show, and I love hearing from all of you. I love hearing suggestions and feedback um, and information on whether or not something was particularly helpful for you or if there's something you want me to expand upon. I always want to invite you to reach out to me. We are going to be uh, giving more information very soon on our upcoming retreat that we're going to be doing in the Keys in August. If this is something that interests you, I want you to reach out to me because we have A few spots left, Uh, we had several people already committed for May and when we had to change the dates because of the coronavirus pandemic, um, most all of those folks are still in, but we do still have room. So if this is something that interests you, I would love to hear from you. Um, I would also love for you to come over and join our Facebook community if you're not there. Um, that is always an open invitation, living your ultimate life through fitness and self care. If you would rather reach out to me via my website, please feel free to do that. You can go to cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com and click contact us. Um, or you're welcome to send me an email at Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. I always love hearing from you. This is Allison Katskowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. Thank you so much for all of your support. We are worldwide. We have listeners all over the globe that tune in and listen to us. And for that, I am so, so very grateful. Um, I look forward to being with you next week. I hope that you have a fabulous day. This is Allison Katzkowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.